Okay. Um, I am ready whenever our interviewer and translator are ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, is this Tony? Yeah, good evening, Professor. Good, good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> For us, afternoon. Good viewers, what's happening? <clears throat> hello, hello. I'm Aries. Oh, Aries, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Professor Kenneth. Uh, 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 然后非常欢迎大家来到这里。呃，呃，首先我们刚刚跟范教授问好了，就呃，非常荣幸有这次机会能够和教授进行交流。然后，呃，呃，黄伟老师需要翻译一下吗？Oh, professor, it's just the um the study line of the host. Yes. Uh, which says that we are very pleased to have you here tonight to talk about your book. Yes. Okay. 然后也是辛苦了王伟老师和玉伟老师，非常感谢两位老师的帮忙，才促成了这次活动的可能。然后就是呃，非常欢迎参加这次活动的各位教授和老师们，也非常高兴能和大家相聚在这个小空间里做一
呃，这次我们发出这个访谈的邀请，主要是源于甘教授新近出版的这本书，就是嗯、呃，这本呃《射月大川》，然后这本书收录了甘教授的呃五篇论文。那呃，第一篇是对《国家范歌》十八章每章内容的一个概要介绍，然后后面的是《国家范歌》和其他思想文化传统。包括像基督文化、呃禅宗文化，然后还有中国古代哲学思想的一个比较研究。那大家如果感兴趣的，也可以去关注一下我们公号，里面也有一些对这本书的介绍。Okay, so today's interview uh centers on the newly published book by Professor Baoki, entitled "Advancing Across the Great Rift: Reflections on Yoga Philosophy and Cross-Cultural Comparisons." Which、uh, is composed of five papers on、uh, themes like the eighteen yogas of the Bhagavad Gita, and also the comparisons between different、uh, traditions、um, between、um, Bhagavad Gita and also the traditions of things like Christianity,、uh, the Chinese Chan Buddhism, and also Yijin. And、uh, If you are interested in more about the book, you can also check out our outlet on WeChat. Okay. 嗯。啊，那接下来我们介绍一下今天最主要的这呃访谈嘉宾，也就是呃《射月大川》的作者丹尼夫教授。啊，虽然我觉得参加朋友基本应该都对教授非常熟悉了，但是我在这里还是稍微介绍一下。嗯。就是甘教授是英国牛津大学印度学研究中心的终身研究员。那他研究的方向主要是梵文、印度学、瑜伽哲学，还有啊、呃、关于中印文化的一些比较研究。那他的研究领涉及的领域也是非常广的，啊、呃，包括了语言学、翻译学、哲学、艺术、伦理学、人类学、社会学啊、呃、等等多个领域。那这些年，他也曾多次来到中国各个大学和科研机构进行讲学和授课。我相信参加这个活动的很多啊老师和朋友，应该都有听过教授的一些课程了。Okay, first of all, a very brief introduction of the author of the book, which is also our honored guest, and Dr. Professor Kenneth Valpin, who is a full-time research professor. A fellow of the Oxford Centre for Hindu Studies, which is a recognised independent centre of the University of Oxford in the United Kingdom, and his very wide interest, academic interests include、uh, linguistics,、uh, translation studies, philosophy, and also ethics, and、uh, among many others. He has always he has been a very、uh, frequent visitor. To the People's Republic of China, where he lectures at universities on Sanskrit, yoga philosophy, and cross-cultural comparisons between Chinese traditional culture and Indian philosophy and culture. Okay. 嗯，那今天我们访谈的主题也是想说，请甘教授结合呃《射月大川》这本书来跟我们分享一下。呃，在他看来，瑜伽哲学是能够如何服务于我们现代的工作和生活的 ？So today we are honored to have this opportunity to have 
professor here to tell us more about his book and especially uh, to talk more about uh, what the present day people, people today, can be benefited uh, from the yoga philosophy in both their work and life. 然后我觉得今天来到这里的都是对身心领域比较有着比较深研究和兴趣的一些老师和朋友，所以我们在访谈结束后也会留出一些时间给大家，呃，对教授做进一步的提问或是分享。The first of all, there will be an interview, and because um, today many present in this room, uh, meeting room, are people who are very interested and very well versed in the field of both physical and spiritual um, aspects of humanity. And I think a uh, followed up Q&A session will be in order. (laughs) First of all, our long-awaited interview. (laughs) 那首先我们还是先来谈谈，就是书籍本身。呃，就想请问一下教授，为什么会将这本书命名为《涉月大川》？那呃，就是这里的大川具体想指代的是什么？或者说，first of all, let's talk about okay. First of all, let's talk about the book per se. Why is this book entitled "Advancing Across the Big Great River"? Yes, very. Certainly a good question. And uh, first, I want to appreciate my gratitude uh, for this opportunity uh, to share some ideas uh, which I'm presenting in the book and more broadly on the subject of yoga. So I'm happy to have this opportunity. This title was inspired by an expression which I found uh, when I was uh, studying translation of the Yi Qing, and I saw that it's used, mm, I think, a few times in the I Ching, and I found it uh, ver- very appropriate uh, for uh, what is, you can say, the broader vision, the broader purpose of, of yoga. It's a very beautiful image. Uh, it's a very striking image. And I think it has some military uh, significance aside from the spiritual significance, but I think they come very nicely together. 
。那我觉得这个意象非常的美，打动人啊。我想呢，它应该有一定军事上的意义啊，就是在它的灵性的意义的方面啊，可以把这两方面很好的融合起来。So I just、uh, decided this is a、uh, just the right. Expression for what I want to、uh, say to try to make such a connection、um, with Chinese tradition because、um, since we're publishing the book in China, this is essential to have a sense that there is some point of relation of understanding. 所以呢，我就决定这应该是一个非常合适的书名啊，尤其是我想啊，因为在中国出版这本书，那么我想应该跟中国的传统建立某种连接啊，所以在这里头找到一个联系的点啊，是比较有意思的。我嗯，然后呃，我们可以看到就是在书里面，他呃教授是先是从对呃国家办歌十八种瑜伽的介绍，然后呃再到江国家办歌和我们就是从与东西方的不同宗教哲学去进行了一个比较的研究。那嗯，
Uh, my my personal experience is that comparison of this sort is enriching. Uh, it helps me to have a deeper sense of that which I'm more familiar with by being exposed to what I'm less familiar with or not at all familiar with and to search for connections, search for points of uh, commonality, considering uh, a kind of basic understanding I have that we are all we're all uh, of the same species, we're all human beings, we're all on the same planet. So the more we can communic communicate across, uh, the more we can make bridges across apparent uh, gaps in our cultures, uh, the better, the better for everyone. And, and the more happy we can be. 那么从我个人的经验上来讲而且去考虑以不同的方式去理解这种联系尤其是我们理解中英两国人民so comparisons are of many sorts, and um, to make good and useful and um, appropriate and beneficial um, comparisons can be quite a challenge. Um, in this book, I'm. I would say it's all when I make these comparisons, it's it's meant in a very uh, tentative way as as an exploration. Oh,那么因为比较事实上有各种各样，啊，实际上要做比较好的、有有用的、合适的，啊，对于有意义的这样的比较，是一件相当具有挑战性的工作。那么在本书当中，我做的这个啊，这种比较呢，还是一种啊，就是具有某种探索性啊，就是还不是一个最终的成型的东西。So that means that someone may read and say, "Well, no, this is not a very accurate or appropriate comparison." That's fine. We want to just generate some. Reflection, some discussion, and uh, out of out of that, we can say churning process. 
uh, I think everyone can be benefited.我们事实上是通过写这个书教授在书里面也有讲到这个其实也成了国教在欧美本土化实践的一种重要的方法那么就我想请问一下就是在基于国家范歌和不同思想传统这些比较研究上在未来发展方向上面跟教授是不是能够提出一些建议或者是看法？Okay, as you have just mentioned, such comparison could serve to give us more possibilities to create uh, useful dialogues or communication across different traditions, across different religious philosophies. And we also have noticed that the development and popularity of the Chan tradition in the West is a largely due to its combination with the Western religious culture. Hmm. I remember there is a term called Christian Chan, that is utilizing <laughs> the Chan Buddhism um, hmm. originally in China, to, or should we say more like grown up, homegrown China to serve the spiritual practice of Christians, mm. which has become an important method of localization of Buddhism in Europe and the US. Mm. So in your book, you have done this comparative research between Bodhavad Gita and different thought traditions. So on the basis of your comparative research, is there a similar localization problem with the future direction of yoga, especially when we consider this very popular trend of practicing of yoga in different lands, including China. So what's your suggestion or or, or comment uh, on this issue? Um, <laughs> I guess I'm not completely clear on what you mean by problem of localization. Um, issue, should I say that's, that's oh. an issue, not really a problem. Yeah, okay. Well, invariably there will be um, there will be hybridization, you know that term? 
mix mixing from I mean the whole history of religious traditions and philosophy is one of sort of mixing and blending and one growing uh, with some inspiration from another if we look carefully at that history. Uh, so that's an ongoing process. And I think it's also now with globalization, it's accelerated. Okay,有一个不变的东西呢，就是所谓的杂交。其实你去看这不宗教的，啊，包括它的呃这个宗教的思想哲学的这个历史，它就是一个融合的历史啊，一个宗教传统从其他的传统当中得到灵感啊，这
重新贴标签，或者说，呃、就是、说它的名目就会不一样啊。就比如说，本来从中国这个禅宗传到那个美国啊，因为它本身有一个很强的基督啊教的这样的一个传统，那么它就发生了这种啊重新的标签化、啊、重新的命名啊，去适应它原有的、啊、这样的传统。Okay. And、uh, a further, a further phenomenon is、um, what has been called the pizza effect.、Uh, that some cultural good is exported from one country, goes to another country, and then comes back to the original country.、Uh, the example, the. Reason they say pizza is because、uh, pizza is something from Italy. It went to America. It became rebranded, became、uh, a different recipe, and that went back to Italy in a new form. So that also happens. <laughs> that also happens with yoga. Okay. 那么进一步来讲呢，还有一种现象，就所谓的披萨饼效应啊，就比如说啊，披萨饼本来是意大利的土产，然后它传到了美国，那就发生了刚才讲的这个重新标签或者重新命名的这种现象啊，它的那个配方做法都不一样。那么，然后呢，这个新的这个披萨饼啊，这美国化的这个披萨饼呢，又传回到意大利去啊，这个文化传统啊，传播的时候也会有这种。效应啊，一个好的东西从它的文化母国传到另外一个地方，然后在那个地方发生了变化，又传回到原来的母国去，啊，这个瑜伽的这这个情形就有点这种披萨饼的效应。嗯，那我想呃，请问一下教授，就是如果就像刚刚教授讲到的，现在瑜伽如果就是传回到印度的这一种，呃。理解的话，在教授的理解，现在的这种瑜伽应该是怎么去嗯，就定义呢？它跟国家饭歌里面讲到的呃这个瑜伽概念又有什么样的呃区别，或者是呃要怎么结合着去理解呢？呃、uh, ，So you have just mentioned the rebranding, for example, of yoga.、Hmm. If this Rebranded yoga, transmit back to India. How can we read? How can we define it? And <laughs> well, how to understand the distinction between the yoga discussed in Bhagavad Gita and the yoga、uh, as a part of the daily life of the practitioners、uh, of people today? Okay. <laughs> well, these these are good good questions and big questions. And I would say、uh, first to the first question. There's a lot of research being done, just in the last I don't know ten years maybe, about、um, the phenomenon of what is what、uh, scholars are calling modern yoga, and how these different trans、uh, transformations are are going on. And manifesting in so many different ways,、uh, in different places. 那这是一个非常好，也是一个很大的问题。对你的第一个问题呢
事实上，在过去的十年当中做了大量的研究啊，就是针对这样一个现象，学者们提出了所谓的现代瑜伽，就发现它在很多的方面都发生的这种变化变形啊，而且在不同的国家里，它的这个变化是不一样的。Uh, and for better or worse,、um, in these recent years, there's been a huge amount of commodification of yoga.、Um, that's that's taking、uh, every imaginable form, and a lot of that we is what we see in China today in the yoga studios of、uh, of the big cities in China. 就无论是好还是坏吧，现在呢，我们发现了大量的就瑜伽的这种商品化的这种现象啊，可以说它以所有能够想象得到的形式出现啊，就像我们在今天中国大城市里头看到的啊，这个这个瑜伽的现象一样。So, your question: How how does this relate with? The Bhagavad Gita.、Uh, the Bhagavad Gita is, we can say, one of the major classical texts of、uh, the Indian yoga tradition, and、uh, I would say one of maybe three texts that are considered most prominent, most important. 好，那么这样的一个事情，我跟啊，我们所说的这个国家梵歌是一个什么关系呢？首先，我们得知道，在印度的瑜伽传统当中，国家梵歌应该是最主要的经典之一啊，很可能是最重要的三大经典之一。嗯、um, ，One of the other texts being the Yoga Sutra of Patanjali,、uh, and then、uh, there is the Hatha Yoga Pradipika,、uh, which is a Rather later text. 那么，嗯，另外两部呢，就是一个是，就是《瑜伽经》，呃，是，呃，还有一部是什么呢？那个玉伟能不能帮我一下？第二部的那个听得不太清楚，就是他说的三部经典，就除了《国家梵歌》，一部是《瑜伽经》，还有一部是什么？ So, I would say there's、um, there's been two trends to continue answering this in the recent, let's say, modern yoga period. There's been, especially in the more commercial side, a,、um, a sort of a lack of awareness、uh, of these classical texts、uh, in general. 所以呢，事实上就存在着两个潮流，一个呢就是我们刚才讲的这种商品化的现代瑜伽，它是缺乏对于像国家梵歌这样的瑜伽经典的这种认识。Uh, as the yoga studios put、um, practically all the all the attention on the physical aspects of yoga, the asana and pranayama. 那么。就是这大城市里头的这些瑜伽的教瑜伽的瑜伽馆啊，他们都主要是关注瑜伽的所谓的体式啊。嗯 ，But in more recent years,、uh, there is an increasing interest 
people are starting to ask questions about the philosophy behind what they are doing in their yoga practice, uh, what is the deeper meaning and what is the deeper purpose, and what is the bigger picture in which their practices fit. So they're starting to look more at these texts now. And it's um, in response to this trend that, for example, I wrote uh, this section of this book, the first part, uh, the 18 yogas of the Bhagavad Gita, because people in general, they think of yoga as there's just one yoga, and I wanted to kind of shock and surprise and say, well, just in this one book, there are 18 yogas. <音>我就写作了这本书的啊就是五篇文章当中的第一篇啊也是他的第一第一节就是呃国家范哥当中的呃这个十八瑜伽因为很多人修习瑜伽的人可能就认为瑜伽就一个是吧那我就想呢啊
consumption without resorting to penance or ascetic means beyond worldly morality. So it sounds that. That sounds like Weber. <laughs> kind of related, but she was connected to Kama Yoga. So, how do you comment on that possible connection? Hmm. Yeah, very interesting. That's not something I discussed in the book uh, directly. I didn't really talk about Max Weber and his theories, but uh, his representation of the Protestant work ethic is, um, it's had a lot of re resonance um, in study of religion. And I think it's it makes sense. And yes, I think there's resonance with the idea of karma yoga. Um, but I think there's also some difference to be noted because with karma yoga, there are two terms. There's karma and there's yoga. And the yoga aspect means linking, means connecting. And what is that connection? It's connection with the higher self. And how is that accomplished through karma, through action? It's accomplished by a certain attitude of detachment from the result. Uh, that one is not putting um, one's, one's satisfaction is not deep dependent on the result. Uh, the result may come, it may not come, it may be different from what one expects, but one is performing one's duty. Now, the, the principle of performing one's duty, yes, this sounds very much, we may want to say, like a Protestant work ethic, but I think we could also find it elsewhere. I think we could find it in at least some forms of, uh, you know, other forms of Christianity. Okay. Jangle 这个行动瑜伽它是两个部分组成的就是行动和瑜伽瑜伽是什么意思就是就是连接啊是跟什么连接呢是跟一个大的更高的这个部哦进行连接那么怎么去实现这种连接呢要通过行动啊这是行动
啊，跟那个马斯韦伯讲的这个新教伦理是有关系的啊。但是也不仅仅是新教伦理这一块那么其他的基督教的其他的这些的流派啊，也有就是有关于天职啊、职分啊，就是个 calling 啊这样的认识。OK。Also,、uh, we see in、uh, the explanation in Chapter Three of Bhagavad Gita that、uh, the underlying underlying、uh, trajectory or thrust of Karma Yoga is a kind of、uh, profound self transformation,、uh, which I don't know if that's. I'm no expert on. <laughs> On the the Protestant work ethic, but、uh, with the Karma Yoga principle, because one is all of one's actions are done as a yagna, as a sacrifice、uh, for this for the supreme whole for Vishnu.、Uh, one becomes. Uh, infused with spiritual existence, which is then transformative. 那么，呃，博加范哥的第三章里头讲到啊，这个行动瑜伽它的一个非常重要的啊这个轨迹啊，它的呃这个产生的效能是事实上是对我的转化。当然，我自己呢，并不是马克思韦伯所研究的啊，这个清教伦理的这方面的专家啊，我不知道它里面这些具体的细节。而《行动瑜伽》里头非常重要的一点，他事实上是把自己的这个行动当成是一种牺牲啊，最终是为了完成灌注灵性的啊，达成跟那个大的是皮湿奴吗？这种呃。啊，对，达到达到这样的一个境界啊，他的最终的目的是通过作为牺牲的行动啊，来完成这个灵性上的这样的一个转化。OK。嗯，那呃，我我就是想问一下，就是因为刚刚我呃会提到那个资本主义精神里面讲到的这，这就是这。跟跟是不是跟 Karma Yoga 那里相通？主要是因为我觉得，就是现在就是在我们社会上就会特别强调啊，工具理性的这一块，因为大家现在很多人都会处于一种呃，感觉到自己被内卷的状态，因为呃，内卷和躺平可以说是在现在就在中国特别流行的两个词汇。那就是内卷主的指的主要就是因为过度竞处于一种过度竞争的状态了。那呃，就会是可能是很多人是在为了单一和一种同质化的成功去，呃，过分的努力，或是拼尽了全力，但是好像就是呃，在其中获得的成果，反、呃、就是只是很小很小的一种竞争优势，呃，就会让人产生很无力的感觉，嗯，然后就所以有的人就也现在也很多人在探寻着是不是能够。以一种退出竞争的方式，就是像躺平，来，就因为他们觉得努力和奋斗也没有用了，就想着可以主动退出这个赛道。那就是想，嗯
请就甘教授谈一下，如果从瑜伽哲学的角度的话，我们可以就是怎么去理解个体生存和社会这个就大结构存在的这种矛盾的张力？那我们是不是有其他的方式可以去跳出这个内卷的这种困境呢？ So I just mentioned this possible connection between Max Weber's spirit of capitalism and Kama Yoga on the other side is this notion of increasingly、uh, prominent、uh, in China, which is instrumentalized reason. Recently, there are two very、uh, popular buzzwords、uh, on the internet in China. One is called involution as against evolution.、Uh, the other is called lying down or lying flat. <laughs> yes,、uh, I read、uh, about involution. Actually, refers to some kind of excessive competition, like rat race. <laughs> and 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 lying flat actually means just to quit. Yeah, just to get <laughs> out of the competition, get out of the rat race. <laughs> yeah. In this extremely, shall we say, involute environment,、mm. and things like education, work, and even life per se, are all in a state of excessive competition. Everything is a rat race.、Mm. Now, on the other hand, on the one hand, many people just try their best to to achieve the so-called success. You know, this one-dimensional success, just for for a small. Competitive advantage.、Mm -hmm. They would do anything to make any sacrifice to achieve that. On the other hand, some young people begin to realize that the, the mental frictions brought by such a vicious cycle of rat race, and and they try to choose to quit that very race、yeah. and and live a life of lower desires. So, from this perspective of yoga philosophy, how would you, Professor, comment on <laughs> this contradictory tension between、yeah. individual survival on one hand and social structure on the other? <laughs> Is there any other way,、um, other than the dilemma of evolution, that、yeah. an individual can can choose to get out of that dilemma? Yes. Yeah, very. It's a <laughs> very nice question, and、um, I've recently read about this.、Uh, some,、uh, especially this lying flat、uh, phenomenon. I think it's quite fascinating, and it's also understandable、uh, as a reaction to the、um, to the hyper. Um, competition and so on. So yeah, a lot could be said about this. To the last question, is there a way out of this? I would say the short answer is yes, there is. And、uh, if we can take teachings from specifically Bhagavad Gita, more broadly from the yoga traditions, I think we could find that there is a very healthy. Middle ground,、um, which is、uh, properly responsive to 
uh, our personal needs and also our culture, our social, our social uh, location. Um, yeah, let me stop there for now, and then I can say more. Okay. 啊，这是一个很好的问题。事实上呢，最近我也读到有关躺平啊这样的一个现象，我觉得是非常有意思的，也是呃容易理解的啊。作为一个对于这种过度竞争的一个反应啊，关于这个问题，当然可以说很多啊。呃，你刚才提到啊，就是除了这个内卷啊，有没有其他的方法啊？除了躺平，有没有其他方法可以跳出内卷的困境？简单的问题。是有啊，比如说我们从国家范哥这样的经典的啊这种啊教诲当中，或者从更广泛的瑜伽传统当中，我们去学习的话，我们可能就会找到这样的一个中间地带，或者按中国的话讲中庸之道，是吧？可以找到一个一方面能够对我们个人的需求啊能够做出反应，能够有所满足；另一方面也可以兼顾到我们在社会当中的所处的这个位置。OK。In sans in Sanskrit, we have two two technical terms that are relevant here.、Uh, one is bhoga,、uh, which means、um, engagement, intense、uh, enjoyment, and the opposite of that is called tyaga,、uh, which means giving up, renouncing, stopping, lying down, if you like. 可能在我们梵文传统当中就有两个术语啊，跟你谈的这个问题是有关系的。一个是不哈的，呃，大概就指的这种这种极度的享受啊、嗯，就是呃介入这样的享受。还有一个是提压的，实际上它是对于呃这种享受的气绝，或者用现在流行的话说就是躺平啊。And the tendency, uh, for for all of us. Is to kind of bounce between these two poles.、Uh, we want some enjoyment. After some time, we tire of that enjoyment.、Uh, we fatigue. Our senses are sated, and then we go to the other pole. We go to renunciation. That, for all of us, one, uh, common trend is that in these two extremes, uh. 它会有许多一种平衡啊，我们也可能就是呃，就是追求享受啊，但然后我们会感到厌倦，我们的感官就觉得厌足啊，然后我们就会走向另外一个方向，走向气绝和躺平。Okay. And this and this points to um a profound reality uh we find our, ourselves in, um namely we all have Material, physical, and mental bodies、uh, with so many needs, so many demands. 那么，实际上这就指向一个非常深刻的现实，就是我们的人，他都是身心两个方面啊，他有不同的需求。But、um, according to Bhagavad Gita, there is something. Uh, which is non-material, which is,、uh, which is giving life to this body, and that non-material principle 
is always seeking after uh, freedom and unlimited happiness, which is never available with the body. 那么就是博加芬哥研究指出啊，就是我们这个身体啊，就是刚才讲的物质和心灵的两个方面之外，它还有一个非物质性的东西，那就是它这种东西是给予了我们这个身体的生命啊。那这种东西是什么呢？它就如果我们想要追求自由，想要追求无尽的快乐啊，你就会发现这个是我们这个身体所无法承载啊，无福消受。So one of the principles of yoga is to gradually still the mind to make it peaceful, so that、uh, one can see clearly that、uh, non-material self. So, so, yoga's principle number one is to calm our mind. 啊，我们这个心总是在动荡的，我们要平息它的这种动荡，这样我们才能够看到我们身体当中的那种非物质的那个层面。And to do that uh, is uh, are so many techniques, but the general principle is to seek、uh, a a point of balance. 真的，为了达到这个目的呢，有各种。法门啊，当然最重要的原则呢，就是要达到一个平衡的两者之间。So, for example,、uh, Krishna is in the Bhagavad Gita telling Arjuna that yukta haraviharasya, yukta cestasya karmasu, yukta sapnava bodasya yoga bhavati dukkha. One can become free from all. All sorts of misery、uh, by being、uh, balanced in one's regular daily activities, and he mentions eating, and sleeping, and work, and recreation. 那么，举个例子来说，就是克里希那啊，就在国家反革当中，他跟阿忠那说。啊，那么这一个人啊，他可以啊，这个在他的日常生活的方方面面啊，去达成呃一个平衡，这样他就能啊从各种的苦难当中获得自由啊，不用再受这些苦了。那他说的这个日常生活的方面，主要是四个啊，就是吃、睡、啊、劳作，还有享乐。呃、uh, ，the words。Uh, that I'm translating as balanced is yukta in Sanskrit, and this word yukta is、uh, related grammatically to the word yoga. So, we actually put the translation as balanced. Yukta. Yukta is related to yoga and yoga. So balancing is、uh, a very important principle in in the culture, in the practice of yoga, by which to go far beyond、uh, these extremes、uh, of competition to get ahead on the one side, 
lying flat on the other extreme. Competition is, uh, I would say, something that's been adopted in world culture, not just China, but everywhere. Uh, it's come very much from the West. So Chinese culture is um, important. I think traditional Chinese culture, there are many things valuable to uh, to preserve, to recover, uh, to sort of guard against the extremes uh, that that push, uh, tend to push everyone, like this sense of competition. So, so, of course, the, op the opposite of competition is cooperation. And, but when, when we talk about cooperation, um, we, have to we have to be thinking um, that there must be some common goal for cooperation. And so, uh, in the in the practice, the culture of yoga, the philosophy, uh, the question is: What is the enduring goal? Uh, what is it that takes us beyond? Uh, the so many temporary goals, which we may or may not uh, be successful in attaining, but even if we're successful, sooner or later we lose. What is the enduring uh, goal that we can cooperate in pursuing? <laughs> Mayo 
因为他的这种单一的渠道就会使得就很多人可能就本来他可能会有其他的一些发展的呃的道路或者是模式，但是因为呃社会整个强加于呃大家身上的这一种嗯呃观念吧，他就会使得呃很多人都只能去按照这条路去走，然后。只有去符合这些标准，才能够被社会所认可和接受。那么，如果不去这样做的话，他可能面对的就会是物物质和精神上的双重压力了。然后，而且我会觉得，在中国是，嗯，可能是因为这边独特的这种文化，还有呃，就传统，呃，环境吧，就会大家会面临着很严重的这种道德审判。那呃，就会好像比如说，如果一个很呃，一一一个经过就是很努力的去上从小学到高中，然后去考进好的大学，然后呃有很优秀的一些资源的去去就家里一些资源去支撑他去呃达到一份本来应该去达到一个好的工作的，但是他选择了其他一条道路，就就可能嗯不是一条特别正统主流的道路去走的话，那他会面临很严重的这种道德审判。那可以就是是不是嗯、呃、也。就我们能够如何去调试自己去面对呢？这种情况呢 ？Okay, so you just mentioned、uh, cooperation as an alternative to competition, but、um, currently in China, because of you know this mode, the pattern is one-dimensional, and this evaluation system makes you. Um, makes it very hard for you to choose cooperation. <coughs> for example, sometimes you have other options for your personal individual development, but because of this mindset, you can only go this one-dimensional way,、um, so that you can be accepted by the rest of the society. Otherwise, you will have to face. Very、uh, severe material and spiritual pressure,、mm. uh, especially in China, with this peculiar、uh, sets of cultural options. People face ethical dilemma. They will be ethically judged.、Mm. For example, if a person who has been properly educated and the parents would. Provide very good resources for him or her to get very good job, but、mm. if he or she chose the other way, some untraditional, unorthodox way, he or she will fe- face that kind of judgment.、Mm. So,、uh, Professor, how do you comment on this kind of phenomenon, and how do you suggest people? Face that kind of dilemma and find a way out.、Mm. <laughs> Difficult questions. <laughs>、uh, I think one point, a general point, is that whenever the what you're describing is like a、um, like a pressure cooker pot, you know, in which you're cooking rice. Um, at, at some point, 
at some point, if there's too much pressure, then everything explodes. So, so um, we can be trying to look for ways of sort of releasing the pressure temporarily, or we can be looking for a completely different paradigm. As it is in the reality of what you describe, uh, what is recommended in the bhakti yoga tradition, which is described in the Gita, is particular practices which can be done in any circumstance, um, even in the busy working world and uh, the study world and so on, especially mantra meditation. And it's also uh, explained not so much directly in the Gita, but in other works, that speaking in very broad terms of our present age, um, we're living in a very disturbed age, and um, as, a, as, as a response to this general situation, not just in China, but everywhere, uh, particular methods, particular practices are, are provided, are given. And especially, as I said, in the culture of bhakti, uh, bhakti meaning devotion, there is um, a practice of mantra meditation that's very much recommended. And there are many mantras also in Buddhist traditions. Um, one may, sometimes I give the example of um, having a tube for breathing air when you're underwater. You know, so we're we're all kind of submerged in this uh, in the situations we're all in, and to to get the fresh air um, from above the water, we need some some channel, and that uh, that is also recognized in the yoga system. OK,那么这是问了一个很难的问题啊。首先呢,呃,就打一个比方,就像我们做饭用的压力波,是吧?你说的这个情境呢,事实上如果达到一个临界点,啊,它压力过大,就压力波就会爆炸。所以呢,处
啊，就是呃持咒，就是曼陀罗的那个冥想啊，就是也也叫持咒念咒语啊，但他念的未必就是国家传歌当中的啊这个这个文文句啊，也可能是别的啊。那么我们现在这样的一个时代，是一个非常困扰的时代啊。那么面对这样的情境啊，我们能够做出的一个反应呢，就是去。找到适应这样一个啊困扰时代的特定的修习的方法啊，就在我们这个风海瑜伽文化当中呢，就是我们刚才讲的，就是曼陀罗冥想是一种方法。那么我们知道佛教它也有也有很多的这个咒啊，持咒是一种修行法。哎，这里头呢，就打一个比方，就好像什么呢？就好像我们人都在水下面待着，然后给就得给你一根管子，让你能够透气儿，是吧？让你喘的，让你能够获得水上新鲜空气的那个管道啊，就是这样的一个渠道，就是瑜伽休息能够给你带来的这样的一个渠道。OK。嗯，好像时间是很少了，已经过了时间了。那呃，我们现在把这个我问题基本到这里，接下来时间想呃把。那个时间留给参加活动的各位老师，然后大家也可以借这个机会跟甘甘甘教授做进一步的一个交流，可以呃问题也可以是跟我们今天讨论内容相关的。有老师讲什么 ？So I think my time is probably up, so that would be the end of the interview session, and then comes the Q and A session. Okay. Other people present for the, uh, you know, uh, Zoom meeting room. Sure. So, uh, you can talk about anything that's uh, related to <laughs> our topic today. Okay. If there's any questions or comments, I'm welcome. I'm welcoming them. One thing I want to mention about the book uh, that may be of interest is. That we did a dual language edition, so it's both in Putonghua and in English.、Uh, some some of the listeners here、uh, may be also knowing English, and they may find this a nice way to, yeah, to make some comparison within languages, but also maybe for improving. Uh, their English、uh, by、uh, being able to go back and forth with the Putonghua. Oh, 另外一点就关于这本书的，我想提一下，可能大家会感兴趣，就是这书是双语的，啊，有那个现代汉语普通话的，还有英文。所以呢，读者如果懂英文的话呢，就可以啊对照起来读啊，比较他们文本，然后这也是一个提升自己英文能力的一个很好的方法。嗯，有没有老师想或朋友想提问的？我安利啊，对，好。嗯，没有了，是吗 ？Everyone's being very quiet. <笑>嗯，哎，那个甘教授，还有那个王老师，还有。大家好，我我想我想提一个问题啊，呃，就我是那个西安的窦晓东，然后是李李老师，然后今天这个机会非常感谢有这样的机会，然后
听那个听那个甘教授的这个这个讲座。呃呃，完了以后呢，就是我最近在读这个书啊，读书的过程当中，我就是对这个对那个几个词，就是说那个就是那个牧师的四个工具，牧牧牧师工具包里的四个工具。哎，这个提法我非常觉得很很有意思。然后这是一个，另外一个我想提的问题就是说，在那个基督教里边，他那个甘教授在书中讲到，就是说他更体现了一种时时间的那个线性，比如说那个就是超越存在，呃，在在历史当中的一种干预。而在这个这个，而而在这个国家凡歌当中呢，这个时间呢，好像就是那个基督教里的时间的这个概念是不一样的，它是更它那个时间更跳跃性的啊。然后它那个线性不是很明显，呃，而而这个基督教中的这个时间呢，就它的历史性呢，决定这个时间线性非常呃非常突出。所以所以说我这个这个地方呢，我想问一下甘教授，就是说在这个基督教传统和这个国家凡歌的传统当中，对于时间的那个概念，在甘教授这个地方，呃，到底是怎么样一个一个一个看法呢？哦，这个。Okay, I'm an English teacher from Xi'an. I'm very、oh. pleased to have this opportunity、uh, to hear your wonderful talk. And <laughs> I've been reading your book, and I have noted、uh, you mentioned the four tools in the bag of the vicar or something like that. Yeah, and and I also noted that you've mentioned the temporal linearity of the. Tradition of Christianity, which、mm-hmm. goes beyond all existence, and also、uh, very differently in the tradition of Bhagavad Gita,、mm-hmm. uh, time is not that linear, and it actually jumps here and there. And I'd like to know more about、uh, your understanding of the difference between. Those two traditions in terms of time and its linearity. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Thank you.、Uh, interesting question. I mentioned that briefly in this、uh, w- one article,、um, comparing、uh, some ideas from the Christian tradition with Bhagavad Gita. It's generally yes called the Song of God, as Journey of Discipleship. It's generally said this. This is a kind of common、uh, comment of contrast between not just Christian, but we can say Abrahamic traditions in general, and、uh, and South Asian traditions. The idea of linear time versus、um, cyclical time. 是的，呃，我在我的书里头呢，比较啊、呃、简要的提到了这个两者之间的关系啊，好像是在讨论那个学徒这个关系的时候提到了啊、呃、这两者之间的这个分别啊。其实它不仅是基督教和呃。国家凡歌之间的一个差异，应更广宽泛的说，应该是一个是亚伯拉罕传统啊，一个是南亚的传统啊。那么亚伯拉罕传统的它的时间呢是线性，南亚传统的它那个那个时间，它是怎么说？它是啊回旋式啊啊，就是轮回的啊这样的一个时间。
Um, <clears throat> so, and especially in the Christian tradition, uh, the, the sort of overarching story is a linear story. There was creation, step one, step two, there was fall. Step three, uh, there was uh, the appearance of, uh, of the incarnation. They understand there's one incarnation, the Christ. Uh, and, and then uh, there is final judgment. And then that's it. That's that's the end. End of story. Um, whereas the the let's say broadly speaking, Vedic traditions of India understand there's um, repeated creations and destructions, and uh, our lives go through cycles. Uh, nature is going through cycles every every day and every month and every year and so on. But um, the point I wanted to make, or one point in this article, was to say that this may be an oversimplification uh, because the Bhagavad Gita is also telling a a linear story, in effect, uh, and that story is of the confusion and uh, disorientation of Arjuna, and it's ending with his illumination, with his having clear knowledge uh, as given to him by by his teacher, by Krishna. 那么就是我们刚才讲到的 但是南亚的废头传统呢，它不是这么说的啊。他说的，无论是创生还是毁灭，都是很多次，它是一个轮回啊。它自然也好，人的生命也好，还是我们看到的自然界的这个时间年月日也好，它都是轮回啊，不是
啊，就是这两大传统里头，它确实对于时间的这种非常神秘的啊这种这种本性啊，有着非常不同的阐述。呃、uh, ，in the sixth or fifth fifth century, uh, Augustine or Augustine, Saint Augustine, uh, he wrote his famous、uh, book called Confessions. And in the later portion of that,、um, it's usually the part that's not published. I don't know why.、Um, he asks. He raises a whole series of questions about the nature of time. Ah, 事实上，在基督教传统当中，大概五世纪，圣奥古斯丁在他的忏悔录啊当中，这部著作呢，有一部分是啊，就。比较后期的那部分，他是不出版，但我也不知道是为什么。他在那一部分里头呢，就是啊，对于时间的这个属性啊，就是提出了这个一系列的阐释。And in the、uh, in the Vedic tradition, there are there are various narratives、uh, which point to how.、Um, Perception of time can be radically different、uh, for different beings. In the Vedic tradition, there are many stories that show that about different beings, their perception of time can be completely different. There are huge differences. And in the Bhagavad Gita.、Uh, Krishna is speaking in terms of multiple lives in the fourth chapter,、uh, when he's telling he's telling something of the the history of of the teaching of yoga, and he's he says that I taught this、um, many millennia ago. And Arjuna says, "What are you talking about? How can you say that?" And Krishna says, "Well, both you and I have gone through many lives. I can remember them all, but you cannot." Ah, in Bhojya Sangha, 当中的第四章啊，克里斯蒂娜，她就是呃讲述呃瑜伽传授的历史的时候呢，曾经这样表述，在。多少多少千年之前啊，就是我在传授过瑜伽。那当时阿宗呢就感到非常的惊讶，他说：“怎么能够这么说呢？”克里希那说：“就是我们都经过无数次的转世，不同的是，我记得这些转世的过程，轮回的过程，而你已经不记得。” And also,、um, as you may well know, in the The accounts, the descriptions of the lives of、uh, Gautama Buddha,、uh, the time of his enlightenment, is、uh, featuring his remembering of so many previous lives. Ah, 就是事实上，你们也可能听说过，这阿宗呢，都他他写到他的那个开悟的过程当中。也提到过，就是他以前的很多次的这个转世。So that's one of the major topics of Bhagavad Gita. Time、uh, is considered to be one of five major topics、uh, in the 
philosophical aspect of the Gita. I hope that I hope this addresses your question. Okay, so the question uh, in the discussion panel says that, um, Professor, can you tell us more how the practitioners, the Chinese practitioners of Bhakti Yoga should uh, practice uh, the Vedic culture uh, as it is combined with the Chinese traditional culture mm. so that um, we can maintain, uh, on the one hand, the Chinese traditional culture, and on the other hand, to better disseminate the Vedic tradition in China. Okay, that's a big question. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, first of all, I have to say that I'm very much a beginner in terms of knowledge of Chinese culture. Um, okay, I, visit, I have visited uh, several times China, and I have done some reading and so on, but I'm certainly no expert in this, on that side. So that... Yes, I just want to clarify that. <laughs> and therefore, also speaking very generally, I think it is... Um, it has to be a certain amount of trial and error uh, experimenting to see uh, how best to how best to bring them together. We see in the history, the very little that I've read, uh, history of Buddhism in China. Initially, there was a great deal of resistance uh, to the the traditional Indian uh, Buddhist ideas of, um, well, we can say renunciation, but uh, the 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 monastic life, monastic culture, and so on, because Chinese culture, as we all know, is, is very much family-oriented. But um, 
over time, and this time means over, I believe, centuries, gradually, gradually adjustments were made. And uh, some, uh, you can say, cultural space was found or developed in China uh, for the monastic, for the monasteries. 事实上如果看中国佛教历史的话呢也可以看到最一开始就是印度的佛学思想佛教思想在中国是受到一种反抗的比如说佛学里头关于气绝城市生活然后到寺庙去修行因为呢中国的传统呢它一直是这个文化是
specifically the um, practitioners of bhakti yoga, the Vaishnavas, they want to remember the Supreme as Krishna. Professor, could you please repeat the last sentence? I got distracted by Moses. Yeah. Uh, the last sentence, please, again. Yes, the, um, the practitioners of bhakti or bhakti yoga, in particular the Vaishnavas practitioners, they like to remember, they like to follow this instruction of Krishna uh, to always remember the Supreme, specifically by remembering Krishna. Mm. Karishina, yes. And many, uh, there, there are many passages in the Bhagavad Gita which are elaborating on how to do that. So, going back to um, honoring Chinese culture, I think we have as a quite central principle that of uh, what in English we call filial piety. Uh, the proper relations with other family members, especially. You say xiao dao, is that right? Yeah, filial piety. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it's broader to also incorporate yeah. how to be a good brother. Yes, and... How to be a good son. Yes, and other relations are brought in other too. Yes. Okay. So... Um, and here, I think the key is to pursue the principle of recognizing that my dharma, my essential nature, uh, is that I am a servant. Um, and everyone else is a servant. We are all servants. And every time someone tries to be master, uh, there's there will be problems. So even those who are in a superior position because of greater responsibility, and so on. Um, if they understand they are actually servant, 
uh, then everything is very, can be very nice. But when they forget that they're servant and simply think, I am master, then there's trouble. Yeah, so I would say these these are the the basic principles uh, which then Krishna, uh, Krishna also says in the Gita uh, that he gives he provides uh, what he calls buddhi yoga. Uh, the yoga of reasoning, the yoga of awakening, by which it becomes possible to understand how to act in every situation. Uh, so the So um the most beautiful teachings by Buddha, the teachings of um uh, the Dhammapada. Mm. are actually very similar to those by the Mahabharata. Mm. And also, some of the Confucian teachings are also very similar to those by Ramayana. For mm. example, uh, the loyalty to the king and and also the, the piety of the four brothers to the to the bigger brother, yeah, and to the elder brother, and also, um, and Ramayana as the original verse. Can we say that uh, those verses actually enrich those important traditions? Can mm. we say the same about Mahabharata? Mm. <clears throat> well, yes, certainly. <laughs> um, I'm just now reading a translation of an unabridged uh, version of the Mahabharata, and it's extremely rich. Uh, I mean, the, it's um, something like four times the size of the Ramayana, or at least three times in length of the Ramayana. It's uh, in certain ways very different mood, um, but it's also certainly very enriching. And in particular, it focuses on uh, the four 
what are called purushartas, or the four uh, standard aims of human life, uh, dharma, artha, kama, and moksha, and especially, we may say, dharma and artha, uh, or uh, principles of right behavior, dharma, and artha principles of uh, right gain. So yes, the Mahabharata is like the Ramayana. It's a story about a great family conflict, a great war, uh, and the questions that arise of what is right and what is wrong um, give us a great deal to think about, which we can apply to our own lives. And the Bhagavad Gita is a small portion of the Mahabharata. It's a, a kind of interlude in the beginning of the, the major battle that takes place. Mukhopolodua,就是他事实上从天赋上来讲,大概是罗门言那的三倍的四个,就是天赋上来讲。那么他事实上就是主要讲述的就是把人生的四大目标,就是达玛、阿尔塔,第三个是什么?最后一个是
也能够呃呃是让这次活动成为可能。然后非常感谢参加的各位教授和朋友，希望以后也还有能有这样的机会跟大家学习和交流。I think we have spent more time than intended. So our <laughs>、yeah. uh, uh, gratitude goes to、um, Professor Belpi and also、uh, the organizer Prima, and also everybody present for today's、uh, interview and question and answer. So thank you very much for your presence. And my thanks to you, Tony, for your translation,、wow. your expert、You're、translation. You're always welcome, Professor. <laughs>、yeah. I will always. Be here for you. <laughs> Thank you. You are you are too kind. <laughs> And my my thanks to you, Aries, also for this opportunity. Thank you, Professor Kenley. Hope that there will be another chance to have you for、uh, with us for further exploration. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. So I will say, Tai Tian. Thank you.、Mm -hmm. Till next time, Professor. Until next time, yes. Till next time. Okay. 然后也请大家可以关注一下我们的那个公众号，之后就是我们关于这个访谈也会整理成呃文字的内容，然后放在我们公众号上。那谢谢大家能够啊、呃、参加这个啊、呃、公共的访谈，谢谢大家。然后真的非常感谢、okay. 呃范毅老师。嗯 ，You're welcome. 不客气，不客气。OK。